0: Hey guys, it's me, Casper, from Alaska Massachusetts, and it is 1.06 in the morning, or at night, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, and I just thought of something funny to do a podcast about. I wasn't too sure what I wanted to do one about, but I didn't want six days to go by without producing something, so I decided we'd talk about Irrational Fears, silly, irrational fears, and I'll tell you about one that actually came true, but it didn't happen to me, so I'm glad for that, but sad for the one it happened to, but first before I go into anything else, I want to tell all of my listeners, new and current listeners, you guys are highly appreciated, thanks for tuning in. And I hope you are always continuing to stay interested in the podcast. Even though some of them can be a little hard. Not harsh, but hardcore. Um, yeah. I thought I thought long and hard about those things. And I couldn't find any other way to better word these things. So I guess this will be like some silly irrational fears coming up soon. Hey guys, so I'm back with the silly irrational fears. So I have one from Rush Limbaugh and it reads, okay, so I will give a description of what I found. Uh, It's a meme and it's a photo of a woman dressed in cowboys clothing or cowgirl clothing, a cowboy hat and a red shirt and some pants. And she's standing in a pasture of what looks like wheats or something. I don't know. Something orange that she's standing around. And the top portion says Rush Limbaugh is very nervous that lesbian farmers will invade the natural south. And then the bottom part says, reblog if you want lesbian farmers to invade the natural the rural south. Actually, that was the rural South. Sorry. Um, Why are you having these irrational fears? What sense does that make? Can you explain what in the world your fears are about lesbian farmers or just female farmers? I don't know. I won't try to make sense of it because it is indeed an irrational fear. Irrational fear indeed. And I don't even know why. And that's the reason why this podcast is being created. It is out of absolute ridiculous sheer silliness that this podcast is going to exist because it's irrational. It's filled with irrational fears. (laughs) And I guess I'll talk about one of my irrational fears. Let me tell you, it's ridiculous. I think it used to be one when I was younger. I used to be terrified of the texture of carpets. I don't know what the irrational fear of that was, but I could not. I couldn't stand the texture or the feeling of a hard carpet. I don't know. The softer one, I didn't like it either. I just didn't like that. And I just felt that it wouldn't... I don't know. Like I said, these are irrational fears that does not require any sort of deciphering whatsoever. So if you have any silly irrational fears, I'm going to leave my email in here for you guys to send your voice recordings or call to arrange for doing a podcast about irrational fears. Stuff you really didn't understand why you were even scared of. (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't make sense at all. Another was, I, I don't know irrational fears Hmm. go to the bathroom you have to open the curtain before you take a piss or do something else in the toilet you have i have to open a curtain It, it used to be in irrational fear like check the curtains who's behind it or what's behind it nothing was there you were the only one in the house and nobody was able to get in. Now, to tell you the story about the real irrational fear that became true, but I'm not gonna get there just yet. Let's see if I can drag you guys along for three extra minutes of silly irrational fears. Or what about you were scared to sleep with your leg hanging off the bed because you thought something was gonna grab your foot And you're probably lifting your foot up now away from hanging off the bed because something with scary long claws is going to grab your toe. (laughs) Or you would reach your foot down and it'll touch something furry that you did not have there, like a cat or a dog or a possum or a squirrel that you let into your house by accident irrational fears at its finest. I don't understand where the fear of letting your leg hang down off the bed came from, but I think for some, even as adults, it's very real. It is real, it's true. You can't let your foot hang down off the bed. As soon as you wake up and you realize that it's hanging off, you pull it right back up. And yeah, more irrational fears that don't make any sense whatsoever but one that actually did come true now I'm gonna tell you so some time ago a woman lived down the street and she was one of our neighbors down the street from here and the biggest fear of everyone came to life her house was on a higher level and somebody used a ladder to get in and that was a real fear first it was irrational like oh nobody can do that in broad daylight oh no it happened and it happened quickly so it sent everybody into like a huge fit like, What are we going to do? We're going to check all of our windows during the day to make sure nobody climbs into the, to our rooms that nobody's occupying at the moment. And yeah, that was one irrational fear that came to life. Otherwise, the rest of everything else is just stupid. You don't want lesbian farmers invading the rural South. What? That is... Yeah, you don't waste your time trying to figure that out. It's pretty lousy. (laughs) Um... I don't know. A lot of things we think about, or a lot of things we have fears about, sometimes can be irrational. Or they have legitimate reasons why you're afraid of it. Um... or not letting your blanket hang down because you think something's gonna pull it off of you while you're sleeping. That doesn't make any sense. That is absolutely irrational. And you actually work yourself up being afraid of it too. That makes it even worse. (laughs) So hang on. I got this email I'm gonna send for you guys and then possibly continue with more irrational fears. interested in sharing a story or any feedback or whatever on whatever you just heard um, either recently or like um, hundreds of episodes ago, you can send me an email to casu305 at outlook.com and I'll say it again, C-A-S-U 305 at Outlook.com. Previously on several episodes ago...
1: Indian orchard and I had to ask about that, please take me home. Yeah, let me you
0: stay got on serious lean. So I have returned and I have something I wanna tell everybody. It's about a reoccurring dream associated with an irrational fear that used to pop up over and over again at random times when I ever since I was 19 years old and I'm 29 now so you can imagine how much time that was between I guess it was like 18 or 19 years old and it left me alone when I was like 21 and then it reappeared several years later like 24 and a half years old and then it came back tonight but tonight was a whole different story about this irrational fear slash dream that reoccurred that was associated with an irrational fear it seems like tonight well yesterday night was the night i overcame that fear because i was able to go past a certain level that I have been stuck at for several years. Anytime I tried to go past it, the dream would end. And I would wake up in absolute confusion or annoyance, like frustration and concern that I couldn't move past a certain level in that dream. But this time, I finally got past it. And it was a sense of relief once I got through that level. So I'm gonna tell you guys what it is i'm pretty sure you're wondering what the hell are you talking about so we'll go back to when i was 19. 19 year old casper was going through a lot of stress and all types of things at that time in her life 19 years old you know I was going to work and going to school and you know just typical 19 year old stuff who had high expectations for herself wanted to do well in life, was trying her damn near hardest, having to work 20 times harder than her peers because she was living with blindness and living among sighted people who never understood what it was like to be in her shoes, who never understood her experience. So when she did certain things a certain way, it was for a reason. It wasn't because she felt like being a certain way it was just the way it was that's how she did it did things differently because it was accommodating herself <clears throat> so during those stressful times where the anxiety levels were ridiculously high consistently getting headaches and just over stressing like beyond overstressed, like The levels to this shit was unbelievable. I'm surprised I even still had my dreadlocks after all that stressing was finally uh, surpassed. Speaking of dreadlocks, mine are actually down by my butt now. Back then when I was 19, my dreadlocks were shoulder length. They were these chunky dreadlocks, chunky black hair that would spread out all across my face. You know, my locks, yeah. I used to walk around like a typical 19 year old with these really thick eyeglasses, um, (laughs) extremely thick eyeglasses because I couldn't see too well and really chunky dreadlocks that would hang down in front of my face as if that would help the situation even more. So anytime I wanted to see something, I would like swat my hair out of my face and try to strain as hard as I could through those really thick lenses I was very legally blind, very legally blind. (laughs) So if I wanted to see something, I would get up close to it and stress levels were just unbelievable. So this one night I go to bed and I keep trying to climb up these stairs and something black, like a really tall, dark figure, stops me by pulling my ankle, repeatedly yanking my leg so I wouldn't go upstairs, and I couldn't make it up. And I pulled and pulled and pulled, and that thing had a death grip on my leg, and it actually made my ankle hurt. I actually woke up, and I felt the pain of the grip on my leg um, that's never a good thing. And you wake up and you feel pain from a dream that when you were fighting something and it hit you and you felt the pain from the hitting. Um, it's very intense in Casper's world. So hypersensitivity is a key factor. Um, so I'm fighting this thing off. I kick it. For some reason, I have this unbelievable strength that I know I don't have in real life, where I was able to like step on its head and it just like tore the hands off of my ankle. And I was able to go up another flight of steps to get closer to where I needed to be. There was this room that I was supposed to go to or a room that I needed to get into and I just couldn't get there just yet. It was like my energy was being drained every time that dark figure touched me. And it was not a good thing. I figured that was probably something demonic. And yeah, it probably was, because anything like that that touches you was probably something evil. And I, you know, thought about it. I was like, am I dealing with somebody that's not good? Because um, technically, my environment mainly consisted of college. Mm-hmm college students work on campus more college students and more college students I only had a close bond with one person and that was my best friend miracles uh, she was not a bad person but like everybody else we have our temperaments that aren't exactly the best temperaments ever we've had our ups and downs we've had arguments here and there just like real friends do And we had different beliefs. We discussed it. We argued about it. And then we continued being friends. We didn't hold it against anybody. You know, you would argue and debate about something. Hash it out. And carry on. You know, we've been friends ever after, even after college days. Several, several years later. You know? Um, She was the only person I was ever, like super duper friends with everybody else was just someone that passed and left that came along into your life and then left there was they were just for that college space i never associated with them outside of college not because it was what i preferred it's just the way it was so after thinking about it what was that dark scary figure what was it personifying i guess when i spoke to my counselor at the time I guess it had something like, uh, it was a fear. It was like a stress and anxiety in the form of a dark figure. Anxiety holds people back. Fears hold people back. Stress holds people back. So it became in the shape of a person. And that's what it was that was pulling at me. And it wasn't letting me move beyond where I was trying to go to. So it wasn't exactly anything demonic after all. Um, So it was just stress and anxiety and frustrations and all of that turned into a person. But this tall figure was like nine feet tall. That's not normal. It was extremely tall and it was dark. And the grip it had on people was absolutely energy draining and weakening. And that's exactly what the anxiety is described as, gripping and weakening, draining, stress, anxiety, frustration. So we put, it, we put a list of things to that tall figure to decipher it. So I'm not sure, maybe it was not an irrational fear. Maybe it was something legit at the time I was under a lot of stress a lot of stress like I'm telling you I would be out the door by like seven o'clock in the morning and I would not see the inside of my house until 10 o'clock at night what business is is it of someone who is blind to be out at that hour I have no clue back then we had no uber we had no lift the only thing it was was either walk down those really dark alleys or take a taxi and spend a lot of a lot of money cause that school was in the boonies it was in one of those locations that was really difficult to get to a bus or anything your only way out was two options walk or use a car unfortunately I was too blind I couldn't drive so My only option was to walk, and I didn't trust people enough to, uh, I didn't feel comfortable asking college peers for a ride to the bus station just to make the walking that was dangerous a little less dangerous. I always felt that if I asked somebody for help, I would be brutally assaulted. (laughs) um and that was not that was an irrational fear my fear of being beaten to death just because I asked for a lift to the bus station um so I would have just walked in the dark and there was no sidewalks so the chances were thin that you would probably get hit by a car and nobody would see you there until the next morning and you already dead. whew yeah 19 year old fears so the dream came back several times during that year between the year the time I was 19 and 21 it came back again the second time it came back me and this figure were fighting all the way down the street we were fighting and tussling and rolling around and I punched that shit so hard it flew away And I was able to run back in there and climb up the stairs, never feeling tired at all. And I made it upstairs and I get to this room. It's this really interestingly designed room. The architecture of it was unbelievable. It was immaculate. So I walk in and I go and I turn left and then you step up. There's like this one little step that you made and then you try to go into that room. So it was a closet that had another room inside and on both sides of that closet space before entering was shelves. It was shelves of books, books I never even bothered to touch. Um, It looked very old. And very, I guess, historical stuff. I just didn't want to touch, you know. I just wanted to go into that room that I needed to get into. For some reason, it was absolutely imperative that I get into that room. So I got close. As soon as I walked up closer, it was like I couldn't move any further. It was like an invisible blockage. And I couldn't get in. I couldn't even touch the doorknob. As soon as I got really close, the dream ended. And I woke up absolutely agitated about that. I was like, what the hell is in there? Why am I having a hard time getting in that room? So, years later, I turned, I guess I was 24. It's there again. I'm back in that same space. With the like really nicely designed architecture, wood panel floors, and all that really cool stuff. Like shiny wood panel floors, I get in. Then I go back to that door again. This time, the bookshelves are still filled with historical books. I don't know where this is coming from. I've never seen anything like this. I try to open the door, and it still wouldn't let me go in. The dream would end and I would wake up again. The exact same emotions. So, yeah. Fast forward to yesterday night. This time I'm 29 years old. I'm in that same exact spot again. I walk up. I go up that little step. This time, everything looks different. And those last times, it looked like it was in the daytime. The sun was out. This time, it was late afternoon. The sun had shifted. And so it was a bit darker. So I go up to that door. And I open it. The bookshelves are half empty this time. There aren't many books on either of those shelves. Well, then again, I don't care. I didn't touch the books. I wanted to go inside that door. So I open the door, and I get inside, and guess what the hell it was? It was a bedroom inside of a closet, and it had my stuff in there. It had my belongings in there, and there was a voice that said, well, you were afraid of something, and it wasn't even all that serious. This is all it was. It was just your stuff in there that you were having a hard time getting into. And she was like, well, you do have a lot of stuff. And so I was like, so I need to find that part of the closet that I need to open that I've been trying to get to for years. And she's like, oh, that's not really a big deal. You grew past that. You, you wrote, you're not going to be interested in it anymore. That was when you were 19. You've got, you've gotten older, you've grown past it now, so it won't matter. So I come back down the steps and I look around. It's these extremely high ceilings beyond my visual field. I couldn't see too far up, but I did see those huge windows with the afternoon sunlight shifted and the wood panel floor, still shiny. And I look around, it's just these wooden chairs. It was like they were handmade, shiny wooden chairs with really nice white cushions in different parts of the room. Hmm. Made absolutely no sense, but that once again was an irrational fear Of opening a door that I was afraid to go into. (laughs) Um, From when I was 19 up until now. I'm trying to figure out what the heck it was that I was afraid of. But then again, it was a lot of stress and anxiety. I guess I've overcome my fears in some way of like traveling. I used to be scared. Well, actually, yeah, I'm still slightly uncomfortable with traveling, (laughs) Um, traveling, exploring, stepping outside of my comfort zone, which I've done several times, addressing people or situations that I was afraid to address and nailing it head on, which i had done last month addressing a lot of things that I normally would have just been terrified to had i been 19 and addressing it now. Oh, you know, and being invited to something by people and not being afraid to go because I was afraid of getting lost due to my visual impairment with my appropriate training skills that I have now. My fear of going to places that I was invited to had been drastically diminished. I could utilize a white cane and get where I need to go. I can use Ira, which is an automated artificial intelligence that can help the blind and visually impaired navigate. I can use all of my things to my disposal and... To remove all communication barriers, I know sign language. And my other fear was kind of sort of getting on stage and using sign language with other people who are deaf and hard of hearing. And I actually realized, I believe I got on stage in front of 300 people without realizing because I was so excited about it. And that was one of my fears was using ASL with people who are extremely skilled that I've never spoken to before. And I did it. And I did it with absolutely no second thought. So I think that's what the reoccurrence of that was about, was finally opening that door and getting out of that fearful state. So guys, I hope you made it through this entire 20 minutes of listening to this irrational fear slash reoccurrence of a dream associated with an irrational fear and the reason why it happened. Um, So you've got that email address. You could send your irrational, your silly, irrational fears to. I want to hear from everybody listening to this podcast. Bye, y'all.
1: Hi. Hi, Casper. Hi. (laughs) I have to introduce myself to you, which I'm so happy to do. I'm Jay Siobhan. I just found you in an interview with Coupon Queen Pen. And I have to say I loved you guys' interview. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the segment about being unapologetically you. And that should be a book (laughs) that you should write or a topic of your next podcast about being unapologetically you. Okay? And why apologize for being you when you're... When you yourself is so inspiring so extraordinary you have an extraordinary life and you're striving and it's such a blessing and I just would love to work with you one day you know which would be up to you but I would love to work with you one day I love your spirit so I'm wishing you love showing you love blessings and much more success okay and you have another listener I'm here and I'm happy to be with all of them